Peace, love, and light, family. Welcome to another installment of 30 Talk. I am your host, Him Not Them. As always, gotta give a shout out to the ancestors, the elders, listeners, likers, and subscribers. Can't show the hate, no love. As always, drink your water, eat your greens. We are here, we are live, and we are in full effect. That was the sounds of J. Cole, Kenny Lofton, off his Yours Truly 2. Let's see when that came out, 2013. Damn, right around the time I graduated. And this mixtape in particular always rings bells for me because it takes me to that time period in my life. Now, seven years removed from that, looking at that person and seeing the person that I am now, I will have to congratulate myself. But we're not here to talk about me. We're here to build what it is. Family, we are here. We are live. Um, Before we get started, it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to smile. It's okay to ask for help. 2020 is a wild one. Understand? <laughs> and yet and still it continues to have new turns. To have new, I don't want to say upsets, but like, it's upsetting. But in lighter news, I don't know if it's lighter news or congratulatory news. I don't really know how to decipher this information or to distinguish this information when it comes to my emotions. But Brianna Taylor's family... Um, Greetings and salutations. Hope the family is doing well. Brianna Taylor's family received close to $13 million in the settlement. Um, if I had a soundboard, I would give it a round of applause, but then not because there's no dollar amount that can amount to the life of your child, especially as a parent. I mean, I'm not a parent just yet, but I know some good parents. I have good parents. My friends have good parents. All right. And I've seen shitty parents <laughs> with being an educator with that being said the life of a child no matter how shitty the parent is they never really want to see their child have to bury their child you see what i'm saying and whatever amount of money to cover costs and lawyer fees and paying this person paying this person how much of that money really is going to the family and i also want us to remember that there is a thing called hush money <laughs> right um, Ideally we feel as though That we should be rewarded For all the trauma that we've endured But again there, should, there isn't no real dollar amount To attribute what we've Overcame and had to endure Just to overcome You get what I'm saying And that kind of leads into our conversation Because I don't want to dwell on the negative I want us to use these moments like I always say, as a teachable moment, but also understand that we are presented with this information simply because we are supposed to use it effectively. However it comes, we might not, excuse me, we might not like the delivery or how it's being presented to us, but yet and still that information is valued. It's, it's of value and should be valued. You understand? 
And in order for us to do that, we have to first figure out who is our first love. This is an installment that I've done that I was one of my first installments, actually, now that I look at the date um, in 2018. And it was an acronym for love in L-O-V-E. I had two of them. Letting others visit emotionally and learning our various emotions. Right. So. When I wrote this information down in 2018, I was in a certain space. I can't really remember where I was. I have to kind of sit with it and we don't have the time for that. But looking at this information in 2020, um, I think I'm, I might feel the same. I might feel indifferent. I might feel more on the side of letting others visit emotionally. When I first did the installment, I always talked about learning our various emotions. But let's discuss letting others visit emotionally for a second. We are in trying times where, where our emotions are off the Richter. You feel what I'm saying? Up and down, here, there, and everywhere. And so what we're looking for essentially is a kindred spirit that can help balance out what we are experiencing for ourselves. So typically, us as human beings, I'm including myself, even though I don't necessarily agree. But sometimes we look to others to fill our cup. So that's why we're letting them visit emotionally. They can't do nothing else for us. You feel what I'm saying? They're, they're not the best person. They don't treat me well. You feel what I'm saying? They don't look the best. But I'm going to let them visit emotionally because I need that energy around me. I'm, I'm using this person. I'm using these person's emotions to help me emotionally. You get what I'm saying? But the key word in this one is visit. Do you want a person to visit or do you want a person to stay? You get what I'm saying? And in order for us to understand who should be our first love, once we learn our various emotions, we have to understand who's visiting and who is staying. Who are we saying that we love and who we, sh who we should say we have love for? You get what I'm saying? How we present ourselves and the, word, and the words that we use are important, especially moving forward in 2020, because people are showing their ass. <laughs> and with that being said, I don't want to be an asshole. Excuse my French. So if I want to be able to stand firm on what I believe in and what I love, all right, I have to understand what emotions I have and who's going to be visiting and who's going to be staying. And as I look at the information that I use when I first dropped this installment, it's, it brings chills, you know, because it reminds me of when I first got started with this and, and how it's grown and how much love I had to find within myself to even muster up the courage to do this. Because I believe Who Should Be Your First Love is one of my first five installments. I, I suggest the family to go check them out. Check out the first three or four installments and see where 30 Talk has traveled. Technically, we're 32 Talk. <laughs> but we're still in the 30s, so we're going to stay there. Um, the information that I used in this installment came from a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I can't remember which one he is. And for the people who don't know the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist, a psychologist studies the mind. A psychiatrist studies behaviors. All right. So I'm not really sure what this individual is, but um, Nathaniel Brendan had wrote a book called The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem. And with these six pillars of self-esteem, he had a description between a description of each pillar, um, giving us an understanding of what we should be looking for when we're trying to find strength within ourselves, self-esteem. And the one I want to read to the family is living consciously. Um, I'll read all six, but we're not going to go into detail in all six. 
But the six pillars of self-esteem are living cautious, mm, living consciously, self-acceptance, self-responsibility, self-assertiveness, living purposefully, and personal identity. All right. But the one that we're going to uh, go into detail with just a little bit is living, uh, living consciously. Excuse me, because I'm reading it to make sure I don't stumble over my words. <laughs> with it being the school year, it's always good to have kids raise their hand and feel confident wanting them wanting to read. It's a really good skill to have, and I encourage the family to have kids to give your child courage to read. Read builds confidence. <laughs> reading reading builds self-esteem. Just keep that in mind. That's just a teacher tapping into his teacher mode right quick. Living consciously. When we think about our life, we have to understand and accept who we are. The lives that we live has to be aligned with our truths. In such a noisy world, our thoughts are always racing. We have to learn how to slow down our thoughts and capture the silence. Awareness leads to clarity and intentional action. With growth, we have to be willing to receive new information. In fact, we, mu we must be willing to examine old assumptions. One thing that stood out to me reading this now in 2020 is intentional action. I have to be intentional with my actions. There's not enough time. Well, there's too much idle time. So I have to make sure that the time that I have, that I'm utilizing it effectively. I want to be conscious and cautious, not just cautious, but conscious of my actions. And I also want to be intentional, not malicious, just intentional and just with the intent to move forward, not to step on someone to do that all the time. Because sometimes you got to step on someone's neck in order for you to propel yourself. And that's just what it is. And it shouldn't always have to take that. But if I'm trying to build one of my six pillars of self-esteem, I'm going to make sure I stand firm on myself. But if someone, something, some deity, some old information, some old assumptions, some old truths, some old things that I thought were facts, if I thought, if I thought and I feel that way still, I need to step past that. If I have those old emotions, those old assumptions, those old understandings, and they're keeping me back, I need to step away from that. I need to step on I need to step on it to propel it or step away from it. You feel what I'm saying? And living cautiously can give us how can I say? Uh, when we live cautiously, we're we're on defense. When we live consciously, we're on offense. we're on offense. You see what I'm saying? And I don't want us to be offensive, but I want us to always at least attempt to be prepared for what's in front of us. Want the family to uh, check out the six pillars of self-esteem. And um, yeah, tell me what you think. Him underscore not underscore them on the IG. On the other side of this break, we're going to switch gears a little bit. I do. Give myself away. I didn't know what to say. 
Yes, family, that was the soulful sounds of Umi, Broken Bottles. Check her out, 21 years old, based out of Seattle, doing her thing out L.A. YouTube actually came through with an algorithm the other day, and she stumbled across one of my algorithms, and here we are. I've been bumping her shit ever since, ever since. So, yes, Umi, Broken Bottles. Um, now that we're in the middle part of the installment, middle part of the installment, we're going to discuss some other things. But before we get into that, I just want to relax, take a few breaths, give the families an opportunity to collect their thoughts and um, think about what we talked about in the first part of the installment. When we think about our first love, we have to remember that love, L-O-V-E, we have to learn our own emotions. Our own various emotions, excuse me. The various part is key, all right? We have to be sure that, we don't have to be sure that, we have to be sure to understand that <laughs> we have various emotions. That if we don't properly channel them, that we will mis uh, misidentify ourselves, you understand? And we can't properly, properly love ourselves if we're misidentifying ourselves. And then the perception we give gives off the wrong perception that someone receives. You understand? And then we have that whole bullshit-ass cycle. So staying in that same vein, but steering in a different direction, we're going to think about what is called oneness. All right? And oneness is what is thought of having your mind, body, soul, mind, body, spirit connection. That your mind is clear, your body is clear, and your, your faith and your spirit is clear. Okay, and in order for us to do that, we have to recognize three steps. And I got this information from a book that I'm reading. It is called um, True Wisdom. It's a late 90s book when it was first published, but I found a PDF on the Internet and the information in there still rings bells in 2020. I believe it was dropped in like 94, 95. And I read books that are. In that time frame, because I'm looking for the what, what we call the woke information in the 90s. I want to see how blatant the information was and were, see how blatant the information was and to see if people were picking up on what was being spread. Individuals like Bobby Hemet, you know, individuals like um, Dr. Delbert Blair, you know, these individuals was, was killing it. Um, Steve Coakley, you know, these guys was just hitting them over the head with bong, bong, bong. And we were still, and I hate to offend people, we were still going to church. <laughs> you know, we were still caught up in the, in the white man's version of religion and not our own, our own version of spirituality. But nonetheless, what spirituality and religion have in common is finding yourself, finding a sense of oneness. And in order for us to do that, we have to have intellect, we have to have intuition, and we have to be willing to experience, all right? So when we speak about the intellectual part, we have to be able to learn new things. We can't grow or begin to settle ourselves if we are settled in old information. If it's the year 2020 and we're still looking at society as if it was in 2002 or even in 2008, you will be sadly mistaken or, or fooled to believe that those ideologies or those ways of thinking would be acceptable now in all types of ways, in all types of fashions. 
So it's difficult for us to find ourselves because every six months something is changing. Someone will say that it's difficult for me to love myself because every time I get settled, something else comes up. Something else switches. The game changes. Once I got settled in how the Migos, I'm just using this as an example, how the Migos was running the game. Now I got to get used to um, all the post deaths of these young artists, Juice World and Pop Smokes. You know what I'm saying? Now kids feel as though they have to be successful by 22 or they, or they didn't make it. You know, it shifts. The game changes. So just imagine how that shifts in our um, age bracket, that 25 to 35 range. You know, what's, what's shift? People are becoming more entrepreneurs. So as soon as one person gets uh, intellectual property on in this lane, the game changes. And now they feel as though they have to run with the tides. As a person that's looking to find oneness, stick to what you know. Make what's yours grand. <laughs> so then that way, people are drawn to it. And you don't have to be drawn to anything. You get what I'm saying? Make sure that your flame is strong enough and bright enough that people are drawn to yours whereas you're not chasing somebody else's flame when you find that love for yourself and that level of oneness you have to be intellectually sound in what you feel is best for you that's where your intuition comes in i'm not going to sit here and say that nobody can tell you what's best for you people can make suggestions you know but ultimately it's up to the person's intuitions to guide them in a direction to help them find themselves. That's why the intellectual part is first. Because if you have a weak intuition, that's possibly because you don't have the proper information. Maybe somebody didn't properly guide you. I'm using air quotes. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you wasn't raised to believe in yourself and everything that you got was off the backs of somebody else. You know how the world is. That's why it's so crazy. People are chasing what they see because they don't see it in themselves. You get what I'm saying? And their intuition is off because their cup is empty. Their cup of intuition is filled with, is an empty void. So every so often they have to change themselves and rearrange themselves and redefine themselves to, to, fight, to feel that intuition. I use sports as an example all the time. If my organization is constantly changing head coaches, how can my team be good? If every year, every two years I have a new head coach or I have a new quarterback, my team won't be good because there's no consistency. So now my intuition is off because now I'm going off. I'm now making bets. Now I'm making gambles. Leading into the third part of finding yourself that experience. Now my experience is off. If I don't have the intellect, the intellect, if my intellect is not filling my intuition cup, my intuition will lead me to have bad experiences. All right. This is how it all comes full circle. We have to be properly sound within ourselves before we can rely on our intuition or the intuition of somebody else. Shit. If if I'm not certain within myself and I look at somebody else who isn't certain within themselves either, why am I even looking to them? Why am I even comparing myself to them? Their shit smells just as bad as mine, but they're, they make theirs look better. They dress their shit up a little bit better. You dig what I'm saying? So that's, that's not helping me find my level of oneness. That's not helping me complete myself, comparing it to someone else's. So when we, when we are in a position or when we are trying to position ourselves to complete whatever we're trying to complete, we have to be intellectually sound in that area. That will help us trust our intuition. That will help us feel 
more feel a lot more comfortable making decisions because we have properly educated or intellectually I don't I was trying to say some wild ass word to sound smart. <laughs> but yes, we can rely on our intuition once we have properly educated ourselves in whatever subject. And then our intuition will lead to better experiences. That is how we complete ourselves. That's how we can find a sense of oneness. Now once we find a sense of one, there's nothing wrong with having one, two, three, or four. But don't tell people or express this to people saying the abundance that they can have when they're having difficulty in finding one. So with this information, use it to find one. Use this information to complete one task first. Then move on to the next. But don't have three, four on your plate and all three, four of them are half done or half-assed as, as people would say. All right? Complete one first before you move to two. One more break, and we out of here. Yes, family, that was Future, Lil Uzi, Paddock, damn it, that's the one, not the two, one of my favorite workout songs right now, can't even fake, can't even fake, yes, Paddock, Future, Lil Uzi Vert, to close this out, family, I hope we took into consideration everything that we discussed, I want to thank all the, I don't want to say fans, I want to thank the family, <laughs> The people who continuously tap into what we got going on on this side. To the people who really take opportunities to learn and grow from the information that not only I present, but the interactions that we have to help me present this information. You dig what I'm saying? And I think it's important, more so imperative, that we continue to move in that direction. Yes, the last two installments I had, some of my good men on there, some of our... Some of our um, Conversations, you know, things we talk about, how we how we sharpen our steel. You get what I'm saying? And this is just um, a reassuring moment, as I often tell my friends. When I call them in my emotional states, not when I'm like shedding tears or like my man Cuba Gooding and Boys in the Hood when he was swinging in the air <laughs> when he, after he got pulled over. Not that type of emotion, but... Um, more so just when I feel as though I have a thought that I have to express. And I tell them that I'm trusting you with this because this is a reassuring moment. I'm reassuring you that I need some help right now. I'm in a vulnerable state. I need you to listen to me to see if I'm tripping. I trust your opinion. And this is one of those moments. So if people 
look to me as a reassuring moment. I'm saying that I'm a reflection of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want my cup to be a reflection or similar to someone else's cup so we can continuously build this community that we think or feel as though that we deserve. And that brings me to the last point of the night. What is the role of the athlete? And not just the athlete in particular, but the role of the entertainer, the person that's getting these million dollar contracts. And we, as consumers, aspire to be like those individuals or at least have the life that they have. And this installment in particular took a few more days to prepare for simply because I didn't want to sound like I was hating or sounding like a broke nigga. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, excuse my French. I didn't want to sound like that. But I I had to reevaluate or check my various emotions that I had on this topic because there's no right way of doing it. There's just multiple ways of doing it. You feel what I'm saying? Multiple right ways at that. So for us to properly evaluate which one is which one is right and which one isn't, we have to evaluate everything that we see. Everything has to be put into consideration. So for me, this is my own thought mixed with the thoughts of the individuals that I've talked with in between our last um, installments to make sure that I'm encompassing not just my own thoughts, but a, um, a consortium, I think that's the word, <laughs> of others. Um, so the first thing I want to say is that the athlete or the entertainer is not obligated to spend their money on the community. They're not obligated to do so. They don't, they don't have to do that. You know, they grinded, they did whatever they needed to do to get themselves out of the mud. And now they're changing their family's history and legacy. I have no problem with that. There's there's no rule saying, oh, once you made it, you got to help somebody up. There's no there's no rule for that. Right. But once that entertainer or athlete starts playing and I'm using this word loosely in air quotes, this woke card, you understand, then they have to come to the realization that there's responsibilities that come to playing that card. It's like playing the big joker in space. You in the game now. (laughs) You have to realize that if this is what you're telling the millions and millions of fans that you have, you are now creating a responsibility that you might not be ready for because of the position that you're in. Individuals that we can look to as examples is the Kevin Hart's, the Charlemagne, the God's. You dig what I'm saying? I'm not using Nick Cannon in this regard because I still hold Nick Cannon in some regard because he, he was on it for a while until he realized there was more to it. So now hopefully he's rearranged his deck to play his hand a little bit better. But Charlemagne the God, I ain't really feeling him. I used to, uh, Stephen A. Smith, you know, individuals like that when they get on TV and they're, they're talking this talk, but they're just sounding like, and I hate to sound, I hate to use this word, no disrespect to them, because like I said, there's no right way in doing it. Sounded like some damn bootlickers. And I'm just like, okay, bruh. Like, okay, you saying that now because you here. I remember two, three years ago, shit, four, five years ago, when you was riding with the team when you ain't had a check. So then that lets you know that the person, the money doesn't change you per se. It exemplifies the person that you already are. So if you already sack chasing before you get the money, Soon as you get money, you you chasing more money because it's just going to exemplify the person that you are. There are some cases where there's differences. You know what I'm saying? That's why we have dualities and polarities. It's always going to be one or two. 
is not going to always be the same, right? So when we think about these athletes and entertainers, we then have to realize why are we looking up to these individuals in the first place? What is it about them that we like outside of what they show on TV or how they look physically? You get what I'm saying? We have to start finding that love for ourselves, that level of oneness, bringing it all full circle. Because once we realize that, we will see the faults and the, the wrinkles and the, the smudges and the blemishes on our favorite celebrities. You get what I'm saying? We peel back those layers a little bit. We start to see who that person is outside of their stage name. Because they're just a stage name. We can Google their real name. Who Shamar, Shamar Wilson is or whoever the fuck our favorite <laughs> entertainer's real name is. Who's that person? Not the, not the persona that was created in order for them to be financially stable. Or what we perceive to be as financially stable. Um, looking over the notes here. Yes, yeah, so I did pose this question on Instagram and I had a few responses and the responses that I got were similar to how I felt, which was cool because it let me know that some people were thinking in the manner that I was. And it could, it could have been people who had opposing views, but they just didn't post it. But I'm aware that those are possible because there's more than one way of thinking. But one of the answers that stood out the most to me was from an individual that said, I asked, what is the role of the entertainer or athlete activist? So I put the word activist at the end because every, like I said, every entertainer or athlete doesn't have to spend their money on the community. Do you. But the ones who want to play in this game, who want to be in this lane, there's a responsibility that, a responsibility that comes with that. And one of the answers that came my way was, yeah, the responsibility of the entertainer is to build the community up or build a community up. Why isn't there any black-owned targets? And I was like, boom, mega stores. All these <laughs> entertainers and athletes is getting millions of dollars. We see the NFL contracts getting shown out, thrown out. I'm not going to say his name. You feel me? $500 million. You telling me he can't make, not him, you telling me a person who gets that kind of money can't give or create an opportunity for a black Target or a black Walmart to really start the community with something, you know, with a, with a cornerstone, with a pillar, something that can stabilize the community. Just one thing, a Target can stabilize the community because they got the grocery store, they got the, the Uber delivery food thing, they got... All types of shit where people can benefit from that one thing. If these activists, if these entertainer activists, athletes want to really help the community, put us in a position to compete with our competitors. <laughs> but when we sit here and think about it with our logical brain, we can't expect that from them. Because how can we expect someone to turn against the people who are writing their checks? Brings us back to Nick Cannon. That's why he had to go on his apology run because it was cool when he was talking about everybody else. But when it came to the small hats, oh, you, you forgot who, who signs your checks, bro. You sure you want to play that game? <laughs> and he had to make a decision. So when we, look at our, when we look at our favorite celebrities, what are we looking for? What are, why are we looking at them in the first place? When we're thinking about loving ourselves, we have to think about... Educating ourselves, trusting our intuition so we can have good experiences. In order for us to f love ourselves, we have to first realize who are we 
letting visit emotionally and how we can learn our various emotions. Those are the topics that we discussed tonight. Hope the family was in tune because I was in tune too. Listen here, man. We're going to let this paddock run us out, let us out. Um, to get in contact with me, him underscore not underscore them on the IG. Holler at me. Let me know what you feel. 30 Talks doing numbers. We getting better. I'm your host, him not them. And if you really want to have this conversation with me, you got to talk to me 30. Peace. Ready. Make it no friend, it came with machete Beat up the pot, almost caught a domestic Right by the place